Thanks for tuning in. I'm Shelby. And I'm Renee. And this is The Creepy Burrito. Today, we're going to just dig right into this burrito, get lost in the sauce. We're going to talk about the disappearance of Jesse Capen. All right. So, talking a little bit about his background. So, Jesse Capen, he was 35 years old. Uh, He worked the graveyard shift at a Sheridan hotel for 12 years in downtown uh, Denver, Colorado. Uh, So, he was a bigger dude. He was uh, six foot, four inches, soft-spoken. Kind of kept to himself. He earned the nickname of the Gentle Giant. He grew up hiking, biking, camping, because, you know, Denver, Colorado, beautiful. It's beautiful. Uh, He idolized movies as a kid, like uh, Indiana Jones. So adventurous type of shit. Yeah, like to go out, find shit, do shit. Do shit. Climb shit. The exact opposite of the shit I like to do. (laughs) All this stuff. (laughs) And his, his sweet little mother, uh, Cynthia Burnett, she recollected the first pair of shoes that she ever got him were like little hiking boots. Like for little baby? Little baby hiking boots. Oh. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah. So 35 years old and in 2009 he decided to go on an adventure. He told his mom he was going to go on a backpacking trip for about like a month. And then come back. Uh, So he saved up some money, took some time off of work, traded his car in for Jeep Cherokee. Fucking level up, prep your ass off. So (laughs) what he did, he uh, started to collect all the shit that you need for a month long backpacking trip. He bought new tent, a new sleeping bag, and the funny thing about the sleeping bag, so he's a pretty tall dude. All right. Big shoulders, broad shoulders. He couldn't find, like, a sleeping bag that he would fit into comfortably. So his mom actually had to, like, customize it for him to make it, like, bigger in the shoulders so he could actually, like, fit into it. Oh, wow. Yeah. She offered to give him her camera because it took, like, panoramic shots, mm. which would be beautiful if you're planning to go on a, you know, beautiful camping yeah. trip. in Denver. Adventure. Um, and she asked him where he was going, and he's like, Arizona. She's like... No, like, I need, I need to oh, know yeah, like, tell me where you're going, like, general. Where exactly. And then... I need an address. Still pretty vague. He says, the Tonto National Forest. And she's like, okay. But if you don't know, Tonto National Forest is pretty fucking huge. Yeah, I sure don't know. And, like, the harshest conditions during the winter time because he was planning to leave it was around like november he was planning prepping she she was just excited for him and she did tell him to check in with her but she wasn't surprised when he didn't Mm. and like i can't say shit because i never tell people Mm. when i should like oh text me when you get home i never do you never even do that i never check in so if i go disappeared like no one's gonna know renee might know i might know but probably probably not for like two weeks no i'm probably already decaying oh god but yeah she told him check in so she wasn't like worried if he didn't then but he he planned to be home before christmas so thanksgiving day 2009 (laughs) he decides to hit the road to a destination 900 miles away Little did those around him know that the real reason for the trip was led by a secret obsession. Uh Yeah. 
There was other motives driving that vehicle. Oh, God. Yeah. He wasn't just in it for the adventure. Nope. And he, he told his mom that he would be back before Christmas. And she was like, great, everyone can get together for the holidays, but... And he didn't come back? Mm-mm. Oh, no. no. I'm sorry, honey. Oh, yeah. no. He would not return for the holidays. That sucks. Yeah. In December, a hiker found his abandoned Jeep Cherokee at the bottom of Tortilla Mountain. The hiker, he contacted the police department, let them know that there was this abandoned Jeep Cherokee at the bottom of the mountain that had Colorado license plates on it. The police weren't really worried about this because it was common for the area. People would just go up hiking, leave their vehicles down there like for days at a time. But they eventually did go out since the vehicle was parked in what was considered a restricted area. When the police department went out to the location where the Jeep was, about two miles from the Jeep, there was a collapsed tent. They did treat it as a possible crime scene and inspected the tent. Uh, They had found car keys, a wallet that still had all of its like cash, credit cards inside of it, driver's license um, that was for the state of Colorado and Jesse's information in it. Uh, They did also find not one, but count them, two sleeping bags. One of those was too small for Jesse because he did have his mother custom make the the one for him to sleep in. So yeah, yeah, just hold on to that, Jim. And there were multiple books inside of the car and the tent. The amount of supplies and food rations that like were on the actual campsite, the police think that it would have taken at least three trips. And A one-way trip from his campsite to the vehicle was 2.2 miles. So you're doing 2.2 miles there and back, there and back, there and back three times. That's a a lot of work, especially uh, in pretty harsh weather conditions. The police, they did also, uh, around the food, there was a lot of ants. So that suggests that no one has been there recently. One interesting thing they did find, there was a pill bottle with a mixture of pills. One of them was for anxiety. So they did contact the hospitals in the area to see if maybe someone has come in injured or in a disabled state. Because he might have been out there, had an anxiety attack, like if he didn't make it back to his medication. So uh, that's just one of the many possibilities that they were thinking of at the time. So weather conditions at the time, they are pretty severe during the winter time. They said it was the harshest winter that they had in the last 10 years. He would have seen three to five inches of rain, five to six inches of snow, 40 to 50 mile per hour winds. What? Yeah. Auntie so, Yeah. So the state that the tent was in, they thought maybe he just like abandoned ship. Like what if he just went over to the mountains and tried to find like a cave or like some sort of like alternative shelter Ew, yeah, to tent, protect himself. Tent yeah. wouldn't be cutting it at that point. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the Maricopa County Sheriff Department, they decided to launch a full-scale search for him right. because they looked all day and they couldn't find him. So they start launching an air and land Uh, search for him. People on the ground, like, they had whistles, they were calling his name, trying to find him. They brought out, like, tracking dogs. But the thing with the tracking dogs, they had a hard time trying to find anything because they didn't know at that point how long he's been gone. Um, Because this is December. He left Thanksgiving... You know, that's that's about a month. All right, plus you figure, like, with the rain yeah, stuff, it washes the scent. Yeah, so the weather removed the track yeah. and the scent. Yeah. So you're not really having much to go off of. Mm-mm. The police 
did begin to suspect possibilities that maybe he got injured and can't make it back to his campsite too. Because it, it was pretty easy to slip and fall. Like, if you're trying to go up the mountains, if you're just walking on the terrain, like, there's rocks, there's twigs. Like, it's easy for people to break their shit. And they tried to search, like, within a two-mile radius of the campsite because they figure he's doing daytime camps. Like, he's, he's not from here. So, at that point, they did start to go through his vehicle to see if they could find any clues and, like, backtrack, like, where he had been or at least get a timeline on how long he's been out. Um, so the receipts found in the car led them to a hotel. So they go to the hotel, talk to the front desk, and I guess he had actually been there on several previous trips in the past. Oh, so this wasn't... This wasn't his first rodeo. This was not his first rodeo. No. Okay. But what he he usually does, he advised that he would be back in about like five days. He would do that in like intervals, go out for five days, come back. And he would give the front desk his bag when he went out because it had like his important shit. So it had like his computer in it, important shit. Okay, so they were like definitely cool with familiar it. with it. Yeah. yeah, and like knowing that he was going to come back. So the last day that he was there and talked to them was on December 3rd. And said that he would be back in a week. This was his last time going out for the camping and would come back and then go back home to Colorado. But never made it back. Creepy. Yeah. So we're going to start to uh, unravel what that secret obsession. Unwrap this burrito. Unwrap that burrito. (laughs) We're going to dig into it. Um, but first, we're gonna... No, but first, you're like, we're, we're gonna ungrab it. But first... We're gonna contact his mom. Oh, yeah. Let her know. We need to her, tell her. Her son is missing. Yeah. That was, uh, December 22nd of 2009. Poor woman. Wait. Okay, so the last time he was seen at the hotel was December 3rd. Mm-hmm. And they didn't notify his mom until the 22nd. So how long was he actually, like, gone for before anybody was like, hey, here's this dude's car? Uh, December 22nd, they were, like, looking for him for, like, two days and then contacted his mom. Oh, so he was, like, disappeared for, like, three weeks almost. Yep. Before anyone knew. He was, he was out there for a while. So, Jesse's co-worker hears about how he's missing. They contact the police department and let them know that he was out there for his annual treasure hunt. Huh. Yes. Okay. And that kind of, like resonated with his mother whenever she heard that from the police department because she recalls a call that she got from a friend saying we think he's just out here looking for treasure we'll find him she didn't pick up the word treasure like you never think that someone's out there like actually digging for treasure or like how is that real so they contact the hotel get that bag that has his computer and then they give over the laptop and his computer they find all these files. He is actually a goddamn treasure hunter. What? He goes on all of these trips, like goes to Washington, D.C. and like all of this like other shit. So not just this place, like he goes all no, over. No, he goes everywhere. Oh like my he God. does a whole bunch of like these little missions to find different treasures. Oh my God. What a it's f- a whole fucking <laughs> world. Uh, yeah, basically just starting to dig into why he's really fucking there. Okay, so the dude's a treasure hunter. Yeah, yeah. So, to get to what he's searching for, I'm going to go into a little bit about the curse and the history of the area. In this area in Arizona, 
Initially, it was the Apache Indians that had lived there and considered the mountain to be sacred ground. They had gold and treasure long buried within the mountains. It was seemed to be that it was protected by the spirits. Mm. These were like troll-like beasts called tartums and also protected by the thunder god. Now, uh, they did have uh, a point in time like where Spaniards were starting to come into the land like initially, like as they were settled there. Mm-hmm. So they tried to, to warn the Spaniards that the Thunder God would take revenge upon any trespassers causing suffering and horrible deaths to anyone that was there to take their lands or their treasure. So, just <laughs> a regular Tuesday. Just a regular <laughs> Tuesday. Curse some bitches. Call it a day. You're done. You're done. You're in, you're out, you're done. But according to these legends, this treasure was almost never seen by mortal eyes. Okay. At least not by anyone who lived to tell about it. Right. Or very long to tell about it. Some were tales of, like, outsiders stumbling across it. And we're going to go into some of those little cute stories. Okay. So first we're going to we're gonna start off with the whole Spanish family one. Okay. Uh, so... The Peralta Mine is what it was known as. James Rivas, he was a forger, fraudster, making up shit, making fake documents, cool stuff. Um, So he stated that the Peralta family had Spanish land grant for like a large amount of that land going from Arizona to New Mexico. And that was including the Superstition Mountains. That's what those mountains were called that he was at. Okay. um, At the bottom of Tortilla Mountain. So... You're going to see it by both names. He said that that was granted to them by the king of Spain. Not true. Mm. All false documents. They basically just went there, tried to steal shit. And then in 1848, they were on a routine expedition to take gold from the mines back to Mexico. And at that time, what had happened on their way back, they, the large party, they were ambushed by Apaches. Oh. That were they them. scalped? Um, I didn't see anything about scalping. I bet you they were scalped. I mean, they could have been. I think the Apaches Not sure. Use your people. imagination. This is the legend, the myth, the mystery. So if you picture them, you know, ripping off some scalps, yeah. go for it. They're scalped. And everyone was killed except for a few of the Peralta family members that had escaped. And there are supposedly what's called the Peralta Stones. Uh, there's stones that have carvings in them where it's like crude maps and like Spanish text. But a lot of people think that these are like forged or made up because it, it's not really believable when you look at them. Mm-hmm. Like if you escape from all these Apaches, are you going to have time to like scribe weird little maps into stones? Uh, a lot of people believe that it's it's not real, especially because the Peralta family that this whole legend is based off of had a successful mine that was based out of Valencia, California, not Arizona. Yeah. So people believe that this was, this whole legend was made up by like 20th century writers. Right. So that's one legend is the Peralta mine um, and the Peralta family getting killed, all of that fun stuff. Scalped. Yeah. They had the gold, lost the gold. Where's the gold? Where is the gold? (laughs) Where's the gold? Show me the gold. What's in the box? (laughs) But anyways, so we're going to move on to the next theory. Uh, This is called the Dr. Thorne. Years following the Peralta massacre. Mm -hmm. So it's a theory on a theory. Okay. With a theory on the side. Oh, okay. Uh, He was treating an ailing or wounded Apache and was rewarded with a trip 
to the rich gold mine where he was taken blindfolded on a scenic route so that he wouldn't know like where he was specifically on this mountain. I don't know how you would know anyways, but anyways, he was allowed to take as much gold ore as he could carry. But and the then, Thunder Gods were cool with that, though. I don't know. <laughs> if you're taken there by the Apache, I don't, I don't fucking know. Loophole. Loophole. <laughs> I don't know. If they let you in, then you're in. <laughs> but, yeah. So, there's theories that he was either unwilling or unable to really locate the gold mine after the fact. Right. Like, he could never go back to Blindfolded, it. Yeah. yeah. There was some loopholes in this theory with the Dr. Thorne. Um, So he owned his own private practice in New Mexico in the 1860s. And also Dr. Thorne claimed to be taken captive by the Navajos in like 1954. During captivity, he had discovered like a rich gold vein that was like in the mountains. And supposedly told three U.S. soldiers in 1858, but the gold was never found. And, like, basically this was, like, all brought into, like, the legend of the Lost Dutchman. Like, you just hear bits and pieces of each part of the legend just slowly getting morphed into, like, one One. thing. Okay. So... The mine was named after German immigrant Jacob Waltz, but there's different versions of his original legend as well. Of, of course. course. It's a legend on a legend, inside a legend. It's legendception. Wrapped up in a legend. <laughs> so, anyways, Jacob Waltz, he found the the Ridge Gold Mine in the Superstition Mountains in the 19th century. Some of the versions involving him include a partner named Jacob Weisner, but there's a lot of people that don't believe this person is real. whole bunch of different theories. If you want to get lost in the sauce, go look it up. There's a lot. Um, but anyway, so they helped to rescue a member of that Peralta family. And guess how they're rewarded? Gold. Yep. Finding right. the location of that mine. Found the gold. So, Walt, on his deathbed, gave a confession to Julia Thomas, and she basically, like, drew a map for him of, of like, where it was. Like, oh. Because she was there taking care of him. So he told her where it was and she drew the map based off of what he said. Basically, yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, so that's another way that the the legend kept going. Okay. So for one legend to work out, you have to believe in another legend that the Peralta family was there first for them to lead him. Or was he led by an Apache? Or was it Dr. Thorne? Who really found this gold? Maybe no one. Maybe all of them. Uh, Who knows? They're all dead. They're all dead. They're all dead. They found the gold, and then the curse got them. The curse got them. They got them good. Thunder gods were pissed. Bit them right in the ass. So what checks out with that, Jacob Waltz, he was an actual German immigrant that lived in the area in the 1860s. He was a miner and a prospector, so it makes sense if he either found gold or was led to gold. Right. And there are actual, like, accounts of him where he periodically appeared with like large amounts of gold um he actually sold 250 hundred thousand in gold to the u.s mint during the 1880s so the dude actually had some sort of dude actually did have some sort of gold whether it was this actual lost mine that people are looking for or if it was like another small like vein of gold and he threatened a lot of people there's one of the other legends is that he shot his partner I mean, it all depends on the Who's telling legend it. that you're listening to. Who's telling it, what they heard. He did actually die October 25th of 1891 after being nursed by acquaintance Julia Thomas. Who has the map. Who wrote the map, yeah. Okay. 
So this is the deep rabbit hole that Jesse got himself lost in. He was really into all these theories, had all the books with him. So they tried to use the information, like, why he was there to try to locate where he would be, which is fucking hard. Because based off of the legend, there's so many different, like, treasure hunting sites and theories on where this gold vein is. Yeah. So years later, the... Superstition search and rescue group, they they were still looking for him. Uh, November of 2011, the Superstition search and rescue group, they did actually check at the top of Tortilla Mountain. They have one of those logs, like, where you sign your name and the date in it. So, he did actually sign the log, and it was dated December 4th of 2009. So, that was the day after the last day that they saw him at the hotel. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Ooh. Yep. Okay, so we at least know that he was alive for one more day after that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he made it to the top of Tortilla Mountain. So that's the last written piece of evidence that they have where he was and when he was where. So friends and family were left thinking, what happened to him? Right. So did he get injured somewhere? Did he get lost? Did someone on one of these treasure hunting sites that he was on know about it? Um, Why the fuck he, he have another sleeping bag? Mm-hmm. Why was there another sleeping bag there? There was somebody that he was talking to when they went through his computer evidence called uh, Dr. Glover. So when he was reaching out to Dr. Glover on this website, did he track him down? Did they meet up? Because he, they believe that he did have a partner there. Based right. off of how much was at the campsite, they don't believe that all of it could fit in his vehicle alone right. either. Right. Let alone trying to take that trip three times there and back mm. from the campsite to his vehicle to move mm. all that stuff there. If you have a partner with you, right. then shit, yeah, it's going to be easy. And say, if you find gold and you're a greedy son of a bitch and you want it to yourself and you need to escape post haste because you just killed your partner mm-hmm. you're gonna forget to go back to camp and grab your sleeping bag yeah you're, you're gonna, gonna be like i'm get the fuck out yeah of here. you just get the fuck out and you don't need its credit cards or anything because yeah. you got, you got gold. your gold <laughs> you found your gold you got it it is also interesting too i'm sorry if i'm jumping the gun here no, but you're good um that he would it. he would tell his co-workers that he would treasure hunt but like wouldn't tell his mom or his family yeah that he was out there treasure hunting like to me, I would be less concerned about what my family thought about me versus what my coworkers think about me. Yeah, I think um, the the kind of vibe that you get from it, uh, if you watch a show called Disappeared, it is on Hulu, you can find this. It's called The Lost Dutchman's Goldmine. They actually have, like, interviews with his mother. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his uncle. So they're the ones that actually went through his computer, were able to get into it, and you can kind of see, like, they thought it was, like, cool-ass shit that he was, like, a treasure hunter. Like, he had this whole other, like, secret goal in life to, to find these treasures yeah, or, like, yeah. do this stuff. And, like, they seemed like they would have been pretty into it if they would have, like, opened it up and, like, told Fuck, them. they were all outdoorsy, too. Like, they might, who knows? They might have yeah. met with him. So maybe he just wanted the gold to himself. But then that poses why a second sleeping bag. And then also, like, nothing really made it seem like he was that type of a person that was greedy and no based off of the interviews that is like with his family it it sounds like he might have almost been like embarrassed about it and he was kind of just a private person in general 
he might have just talked to it with somebody in passing or if they asked him like where he was going at work saying oh i'm doing this or right. like why are you going to this place this place this place you know what i mean mm-hmm. he might have just had like oh, a yeah. work buddy like maybe or maybe because he was taking so much vacation time maybe like somebody asked him and he just tells them about it like why i'm actually <laughs> still, going there it's fucking weird though to just be like oh yeah gonna look for treasure yeah another theory is that he came across a prospect or rivalry so there's other people that go oh. out there that are rude as shit yeah. so when they're on that search and rescue like they came across some prospectors as they were going through who were also looking for gold too yeah they're just oh. looking for gold okay. they, they weren't having anything to do with the search and rescue for him they were just looking for the fucking gold and mean rude don't talk to anybody like yeah. look away type of shit me in my opinion if i were out there looking for gold and they were like hey we're looking for this person have you seen him lost guy instead of like no yeah <laughs> but um in addition to those theories there's also like dehydration did he just get injured or did he get eaten by a mountain lion because Ooh, that's common there for the are area mountain lions out there huh yep scary as shit Ugh, dude they jump on you from up top Pounce. Yeah, they'll pounce on you. Get ya. They'll get you, and they go for the neck. Right for the jugular. So, Thanksgiving 2012 rolls around. Searchers discovered a skeleton on Tortilla Mountain, just half a mile away from his camp. Half uh, a mile? Mm-hmm, half a mile. So uh, they were climbing up the mountains, saw part of a boot sticking out from a ledge that was above them. It was basically impossible to see from all angles it was just by chance that they came across it what they believe had happened is that he had fallen into this crevice and had been injured and was not able to get out positive identification it it wasn't a possibility without dna testing uh came back positive showing that it was jesse capon so it was him Mm -hmm. Mm. but I mean, the the searcher said, based off of how he was found, it, it looked like he simply just fell off a ledge or fallen to the ground. Uh, that was a 180-foot drop. Oh. I mean, I feel like that could definitely do some damage oh, to a yeah. person to where you cannot recover. But there are some questions left unanswered that we do not know. So did he fall or did someone push him? Right, because, I mean, you figure how many times he goes out there. Mm-hmm. Seems to be pretty careful. He's well, come back every other time. Yeah, and you got you got the two sleeping bags. You have all this shit on camp that he was there with somebody, possibly. Possibly. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> and no one knows who this other person was. He was pretty secretive about it because you don't want to tell someone like, hey, I'm going out looking for gold. Uh, That Dr. Glover he was in contact with said, don't tell anyone where you're going. Don't tell anyone what clues you're following to find it Uh, because there's different clues to attract the treasure. So maybe Dr. Glover was trying to help him out by saying don't tell people. But also, maybe he was like, don't tell people and I'm going to come with you. Or did he just happen to run into someone that was there camping? Yeah. Or did someone seek shelter because it's pretty bad weather at the time? That's true too. Like, was he just trying to be that gentle giant? What happened? No one's come forward on that they were there with him. Or where did this person go? Did they also die? Did they find the treasure? Did they make it out? What happened? Right. Who was it? All of the questions. Yeah, I have all of the questions. And there was, based off of, like, his bones, there's mixed reporting on it. Whether the injuries matched up to an accidental or 
if he was pushed because you you obviously can't tell so there's mixed reporting on that but nothing says like specifically like foul play um so there wasn't like gunshot wounds or anything like that but i mean there's that theory like was he pushed or did he fall right because you figure like after three years that Mm -hmm. body's going to be very well decomposed Mm -hmm. so they're not going to be able to see if there's any stab wounds or anything superficial like that but they can see fractures and stuff within the bones Mm -hmm. but he fell 180 feet so who's to say that that just like you how can you really tell so the mysteries are in the superstition mountain it's pretty uh superstitious to me full of tortillas (laughs) full of tortillas so how's that burrito tasting that's the end that is the end i need more answers there is no answer no i need more um here's your answer it was a curse so if you're going on cursed lands looking for gold and you fucking find it you're probably not gonna have a really good ending um saddest ending so his sweet beautiful mother she's actually also a stone carver Aww. And this is just a, this is just a little tidbit of information. Okay. Her being a stone carver, she wanted to honor her son and made a memorial for him. It's Aww. just a like a little stone carving. Yeah. And it's the superstition mountains, Aww. with the sun in the background, Aww. and it has uh, like gold leaf flakes like in the mountains, symbolizing finding your way. Oh. And she started this. So uh, she started this before the passing. It's pretty sad. I'm cry. I know. It's the worst. Ugh. It hits you right in the feels. Mm-hmm. This poor lady, she's probably just like, why didn't you tell me? Like, I, I know. Treasure hunted with you. I know. We could have split it 50-50. So, moral of the story, don't go in curse land. If you're a treasure hunter, fucking tell somebody in your family, but not like a weird person from the internet because we don't know if they followed you or chased you or what. Yeah. But... I hope that was a tasty burrito. Might have left your stomach a little uneasy. I left my stomach feeling like there's something to be desired. Mm-hmm. A little bit empty. Are I'm you hungry? Empty. I'm Are hungry. Are you hungry for more? I need more. <laughs> Tune in next week. Next week, we're going to be starting to uh, post on Wednesdays. Every every Wednesday, come grab yourself a creepy burrito. And do it. Get lost in that sauce with us. With us. Bye. 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 Top of Tortilla Mountain. Wait, is it tortilla? Yeah, tortilla. <laughs> yeah, like a tortilla, like, like a, a creepy burrito. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's like a tortilla. I'm so. How did it take you this long? How did this happen? <laughs>